What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, sinks and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominique Smith. As always, I want to thank everybody for their continued support for this channel. It means the world to me, and I am super pumped to bring you this exclusive episode. It is Black History Month, and we are celebrating here at Lactic Acid. And this episode is a special one because my friend T. Williams joined the show, and we had such a great, enlightening conversation that I know you guys are going to enjoy. But before I get into that, I want you to go follow her page, Real Talk on Instagram, on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast from. She is there. She's doing great things. Currently, she is working at the Milrose Games, bringing you exclusive content, changing the game one interview at a time. And that was something that we discussed, how important her role is. We talked about HBCUs and their role in track and field, as well as some lighter topics. So it was definitely a great episode that I want you guys guys to enjoy uh, usually don't drop two episodes in a week but listen i had to do it for you because i love you you guys are faithful to me and i appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart please be sure to like subscribe to lactic acid podcast whether it's on youtube lactic acid with dom smith hit that notification bell hit that subscribe button please be sure to do that so you do not miss out on the exclusive content and just all the content in general when it airs when it drops please be sure wherever you get your podcast spotify apple please go ahead and like and subscribe to the page that way you're getting notifications when new episodes just like this one drops and if you love what you're hearing if you love what you're seeing please be sure to leave a nice review it helps other people find the channels and it's something that i definitely would appreciate i've been saying it so you have to do it you have to do this for me i want you to go subscribe to one of the best newsletters in track and field fast women it is the happy meal of track and field the old school happy meal you know when you actually got you know all the food and the toys trust me you do not want to miss out on the great content that comes from allison wade um, who is the owner and the founder of fast woman you can find um, where to subscribe at www.fastwoman.org and if you want to type it in your browser it is fast hyphenwomen.org subscribe so please be sure to do that it comes to your inbox every monday morning at 5 a.m and it is full of great information want to shout out to our sponsors at track barn please be sure to visit the website at www.trackbarn.com please if you need any track and field needs they got you trust me they have you and then use the code lactic acid 10 at the checkout for 10 percent off your order guys thank you so much for for your unwavering support i think i covered all oh how can i forget please go ahead and like our social media listen forgive it brother i'm sorry uh but lactic acid with dom smith on instagram lactic acid underscore pod on twitter and then dom smith underscore news on twitter as well i am debating bringing back tiktok i don't know how to use it i don't even know what i'm going to do with it but i am debating bringing it back um it could be something fun i will keep you posted on that but until then i hope you enjoy the episode stay tuned for more great content here on lactic acid and i'll catch you next time What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Sanks and Anks, or as the late great Bernie Mac said, what's up, you squares? And welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominique Smith. Today, I have the ultimate baller, shot caller. She has traveled around the world, left her mark, is doing big things in the Big Apple, the great state of New York, covering Meeks. She is the originator. I've been telling everybody about Ranch on Fish. This is the person who put me on, and this is the originator of it, Hidden Valley. I know you said no to me twice, but <laughs> listen, sponsor for the greater cause. She's doing big things, changing the game, elevation on another level. She is none other than Miss T. Williams of Real Talk Exclusive. T, what's going on, fam? Appreciate you what's coming up? on the show. What's up? Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be back. Like, I'm ready to get into the vibes. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, man. Listen, it is going to be a fun episode. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to cover a lot of ground tonight in a short amount of time. So, listen, let's get cracking without further ado. Been asking this question. Uh, to start the show, you are no exception to the rule. So let's just say 
ABC, CBS got together with Food Network and Frito-Lay, and they said, you know what? T is changing the game, elevating to another level. Mm-hmm. Got Mondo Duplantis kind of hype when it comes to what she's doing, not just to elevate track and field, but the voices that make up the sport. And we have to honor that by creating a custom promotion centered around everything that she's doing and who she is. So they're going to do three things for you. ABC and CBS, they said, okay, ABC, we have the movies, the Oscars, the Tonys, all that. CBS has the Grammys. Mm-hmm. You get to decide which one you want to go to, more the television side on ABC. So that's the Oscars, that's all that stuff, Golden Globes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the Grammys, if you're into music. And then you get to accompany either your favorite musical artist or your favorite actor or actress to the respective award. That's one. Two. Frito-Lay was like, okay, hold up real quick. We have to give her her own potato chip. So she has to put together something that we have not done or haven't thought of, and we're going to sell it in the stores. And then Food Network came on top of that and said she has to give us a custom burger, pizza, or if she has a plate of food that she cannot live without, we will put that in every menu that we are affiliated with in this world. So what they need to know what award show are you going to and who are you going with? What kind of ch- custom chips are you creating? And then what are we doing? A burger, pizza, or any other plate for Food Network? So I have to pick between one or going to the Grammys or the Food Network opportunity? I have to pick no, between you, the opportunities? Or I'm going no, to vote? You're doing all three of them. Oh, I'm doing all three. I'm doing all three. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um... I don't even know where to start. Okay, as far as going to the Grammys and who I would want to accompany, I have no idea. Like, because uh, I, I have a lot of favorite artists. Like, um, I don't, that's a hard one. I would probably try to accompany Janae Aiko. Okay. Maybe, maybe, you know what I'm saying? I don't, that's a hard one for me because, like, you know me, Dom. I like to be where I can talk to everybody. So, like, I don't like to be stuck on the, next to nobody. I like to be where I can just get to everybody. So, I don't know. That's my option for that. Um, okay. So, okay. for the next thing, what was it? The next thing is Frito Lay. What kind of custom chips are we doing? I mean, I gotta, I gotta put ranch in there somehow because, like, I'm a ranch lover. So, probably like barbecue ranch, Frito Lay. <laughs> Barbecue ranch, that barbecue ranch. How that how that taste? It's <laughs> it's your chips, so I don't have to eat it. But how does that taste? Because like only certain things go good with ranch. Like that's true. Can't, it can't. You know what I'm saying? Like it can't be like just. It gotta be like and like I usually like when I eat like wings or like chicken strips or something. And then like okay. playing out like I go barbecue sauce and ranch. So like I'm just you know okay. like listen that may combo. be something that may be something that may it's be not something. a bad combo. It's not a hear listen, me out. Hear me out. You're the one that told me fish and ranch, and I've been eating it for a year now. So okay, I can't. I can't. Okay, okay. You I'm feel with me? I you feel you. Me? I feel you. All right, all right. What are we doing? Are you giving me a plate, or are you going a burger or a custom pizza? Um, I feel like I know the answer to this, but I I just want to be surprised. I'm a, I'm probably gonna get you a plate. I'm gonna get you a plate, like, cause I, I'm, a, I ain't gonna lie, I am a burger pizza type of simple person, but I would want to switch it up and make, cause if, if it's like an event like this, I'm gonna want to switch it up and want to like go not the easy route. So I'm gonna probably try to do a plate. Okay, can I guess what's on it? Yeah. Tell me if if I'm catfish or tilapia. Hmm. Uh, macaroni and cheese. Okay. French fries. And some yams. Was I close or that's okay? That's not a that's that's not a bad. That's not bad. Okay, you got you got the catfish right. You got the tilapia with the macaroni and cheese, but probably like broccoli or like a green or like cabbage or because you gotta you know. I, okay, I can on, do bro. some we cabbage. Watch, we getting old. We getting old, bro. We gotta watch our feet. Dang. You can't eat <laughs> oh. all these starches. So like a little a little um vegetable in there. Then yeah, that's that's the plate though. That's the plate. You know me. You know a little something something. <sighs> It depends on who making. See, here's the thing about plates. So, mm. people who are listening to this, you may get a cultural lesson tonight. <laughs> um, 
there are certain foods on that plate that I'm not. It depends on who made what. Mm-hmm. If we have a relationship, if you cook something green and I don't know you, there's a good chance I'm not eating it. I, if unless it's some green beans. Okay, that's true. That's true. Your mama taught you. My mama taught me. You don't go over everybody's house and eat everything that they offer you. You don't eat no potato salad. Everybody's mm-hmm. potato salad. Uh, collard greens. I've learned that lesson the hard way. Collard greens and dressing. I listen. Those, those two, I, I don't mess with. And now I'm gonna have to add macaroni and cheese to that list. But okay, I can dig that. But some oh, some cabbage. Oh man, some cabbage with. Fried. You like fried cabbage? I've never had fried cabbage. I didn't know that existed. We just steam ours and you put some bacon or some sausage in it. Oh my gosh, you gotta have it fried. Like my um my nanny back home in San Antonio, Texas, she can fry. She she makes me the, the my favorite fry. Like she makes it the best. Oh well, that makes sense because y'all fry everything down there. Well, so you that know. that makes sense. I'm thinking Georgia. That's an ATL thing. No, nah, that's some Texas. That's some Texas stuff. That's some Texas. Okay. Stuff. Oh yeah, Texas different. Y'all fry everything, which is why I can <laughs> get with it. Listen, I just have to say this. I know you from at or you from Texas and lived in Atlanta. My favorite airport, it, that Atlanta airport, because That's that Atlanta favorite. airport, I'm going to tell you, the food there, I hate everything okay. else except the food. Okay. As okay. far as just customer service and and traffic and all that stuff, it's different down in Atlanta. I don't like that. But that Chick-fil-A, they've used some seasonal. I'm telling you, they use they use salt and pepper. They use seasonal on my chicken sandwich. And I was like, compliments of the chef. Like, I'm oh, not kidding. Like, Chick-fil-A is different down there in that airport. You can get yourself, like, a two-meat plate, like, fried chicken and fried catfish with, like, a bunch of sides, and you'd be knocked out on that plane. It's like a big old episode of Soul Plane. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. The Air Force food do be busting, but it's that's the only thing they got going. That's the only thing they got going over there. That's that's it. I hate. Other than that, I hate that airport. Mm-hmm. But as far as just you know, I'm hungry. I need to sit down and eat something. That's that's the go-to airport. Everything else is is uh, I'm not a fan. Listen, T, you have changed the game in such a way, and it all it seems like it happened so fast, man. Like what? 2020 and then we what we were magic boost in what 2021 um and then from there you are in new york covering the armory especially and this is going to be released next week but we have the milrose games uh coming up and then there's just stuff to do every day let me ask you this first of all congratulations on everything that you have accomplished because it is just truly inspirational did when you first started this back in 2020 doing live interviews so a little background real talk is something um that T has on her her channel i think you're wearing the uh sweatshirt yeah so please please <laughs> please be sure to check that out but she does live instagram interviews and let me just say this if y'all have ever done a live interview it is very difficult to do um but it started and now it has manifested in itself, itself into something big where T has gone to the world championships. She's gone to the Prefontaine Classic, obviously the Milrose Games. And who knows uh, what she's going to be at next, probably in Budapest. Um, so just what's this journey been like for you? It's been super fast. Like, I'm not going to lie. It happened so fast. Like, I'm just like, wait, what? Like, this just... Two years ago, I was doing literally Instagram live interviews. And then last year, I was the person, the social media personality of the world championships. Like it happened so fast. Um, I mean, where you want me to start? It's been it's been a long journey. I've been in so many meets. Like, but I do want to share with you. Um, I know this is gonna come out the weekend of Milrose, but um, I'll be hosting my first ever press conference at the for the Milrose Games. I'll be hosting section two. Oh, Abby Steiner, yeah, Abby Steiner, Christian Coleman, Anna Hall, and um no allow. So I'm super excited about that. It's gonna be my first time ever being able to host that. So wow, congratulations! Look at God. Well, wow, that is amazing. Look at God. Yeah, Man. for sure. I've just been living a dream, literally, like following, trying to listen to God, listening to His guidance, and I've just been putting in the work for real. Like this, this year, yeah, this is work. Like working at the armory has been. It's work. Some, it's been tough on me just because it's so many meets. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it, at some point it gets a little 
harder, becoming more creative because it's so much of the same. You know, our sport only does so much. So that's definitely been a challenge, but I'm still here fighting. <laughs> How and that and that is is true, but it seems like you haven't varied from the script of what you do best. Mm-hmm. In the midst of how easy it is to maybe, you know, drift towards something else, how do you stay true to what you know? Because even if it does get tiring, you know, you you can get anybody to talk. I didn't think we'd ever see Sid dance, um, but I don't know what she was doing. I have to go back and see the dance, but you got her to dance. You got T.T. Terry to do the chopper uh, yeah. into the press conference for those who don't know what that dance was. So how do you not you know get into the pitfalls and temptations but to stay true to who you are which is what has worked for you um i i can't lie i pray that's something i mentioned in my prayers like almost every day like just allow me to stay true to who i am and stay true to you know the work that i'm doing like just stay grounded unto the person that you know god has set for me to be um I mean, I just stick to the basics. Honestly, Dom, like I'm just, I'm like watching the races, making sure I'm watching to make sure I see what's going on. I just stay alert. I just, it's, I mean, it's kind of hard. Like it's really hard to explain because like stuff just be happening so fast. And like, it's hard for me to kind of like live in the moment because one thing always happened after the next, but I just, I just, I just make sure I talk to my people. I talk to my mom every day. Talk to my closest friends. Like I got a good support group around me. And I just keep them in a loop. And that's kind of how I stay. I stay like true to what I have going on. What's been the craziest, whether it's crazy, crazy or crazy fun, crazy experience you've had in the last 14 to 15 months? Like crazy good, crazy bad, like whatever. Oh boy, I, I know there's some crazy bad. So we we want to keep it, keep it light on this show. Uh <laughs> but just Actually, bump that. Let's do one one of each. Okay, crazy good, okay. crazy bad. Okay, so um, I'll go crazy good real quick. This happened um actually this past weekend at the Dr. Sanders Invitationals at the Armory. Um, that was my first time ever meeting Shanti Jackson. Um, oh yeah, Shanti Jackson is a high school record holder in the sixty meters, fifty five meters, three hundred meters. I'm pretty sure maybe something else, but she's she's like an uprising um you know sprint star for mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first time ever meeting her was this past weekend, and when I met her, she was like, "Oh my gosh, like." I've been waiting to do an interview with you. Like she was like, I saw your content. I was like, I gotta do an interview with her. And like, just to hear an athlete of that caliber say that, it just touched my heart. Like her dad coming up to me, like Batman, you know, everybody knows who Batman is. Come up to me like, I love what you're doing. I love the content. Like, I think crazy good happens almost every day. Just people coming up to me saying like, I follow real talk. They, they be yelling at me real talk. I'll be like, who? <laughs> like who, who are you? Yeah. Like just that and that that helps me stay motivated. Like all through world championships, those are the hard 10 days. And like people would just randomly come up to me, like, you're doing great. Like what you're doing, we noticed it. We hear you. We see you. Like just hearing that keeps me motivated. So that's what I can say about crazy good. Just hearing people's reaction and how they how they see me before I see them is is yeah. that hits. But um crazy bad um probably the 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 situation that sticks to me the most is at world championships in the um mix zone you know the mix zone is for people who don't know mix zone is where the media hangs out it's basically a war zone if we're being honest like it's rough it's rough in there everybody it knows is. it's rough it's rough so um one situation after sharika jackson won the 200 um she came through the mix zone and i was you know you know so in the mix zone, it's kind of a conflict right now because some people who does lighthearted content, some people does like hardcore questions that's like news reporting. So like it's a it's a hard imbalance. So um before I got to her, she was asked a question that like offended her. So when she came to me, she was kind of like pissed off, ripping off her bib. Like, why the F would you ask me that? And like a black woman coming to another black woman, like that hurt me. And it took me out of my character because I feel what athletes feel. Literally. So like when she was telling me that it kind of like, you know, I got I got a chance to like talk to her, but it wasn't what I wanted. And then after that, right. I was really hot. because I'm like, why are y'all even asking these type of questions? Like, so I kind of got me out of my it, it got me out of my element just because like it's disrespectful. But this is like the second time you've had to deal with that, because I remember when we were in the mix zone at pre. uh Well, you were smart. You stood at the front. So when Shakira mm-hmm. Richardson came. You were the first person that she talked mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, because it lightened the mood. Because by the time she got to me, she was actually excited to answer the, the non-track and field related question. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing that. I think 
so for me, I'm in the category of both, like newspaper slash, you know, content. Right. But there, there is a time and a place for everything. I don't think the time after she accomplished something big is like, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't want to. It's not like it's a bad question. You just can't ask that in that moment because, like, she's so pumped. She just accomplished something stupidly insane. Yeah. So I was like, "Ooh, I, that's one that I would not have." Yeah, I, I would not have asked. Like, you know, if, if you have to. Personally, I don't know if I would ask it in general, but um, right. no, nah, that I definitely understand that because it it kind of sucks the mood, sucks the life out of what is supposed to be. Obviously, an informative, you know, session, but a, a joyous occasion. Like you, you, you don't want to. You just run twenty-one uh, second ever in history, fastest two hundred ever. You want to give the athlete their moment, not make it about another. You know what I'm saying? Not make it about something that nobody even knows the real answer. You know, it just it's, it just gets a little messy. It does get a little messy up in there. It's yeah, it does, it does, and it, it's. I mean, everybody understands, everybody sees it, athletes feel it, um, mm-hmm. and then obviously those around um, who cover it feel it. But let me ask you this. This is Black History Month, and I'm curious about something. What you do is very important, not just from the media landscape, but for the minority landscape and then a female Black woman taking the lead on something so great that opens doors i mean i could tell you i i'm not we've been doing this for about a year lactic acid for about a year and change and you have helped me in ways that i probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you on this show if it wasn't like for your help and your experience from your perspective how is important is what you do for our culture and just for the culture in general because i don't i don't want to because there's probably I mean, people are coming up to you, you know, everywhere. But in this context, how right. important from your words is what you do and who you are to what you've accomplished and what you are doing? Super important, super duper important from all angles. Like, and I, I just want to speak from this army experience, um, just because this is the experience that I'm I'm currently in. It's been super important. Like I've been hearing about. People's just like we've like because the armory is in. If people don't know, it's in the um the minor- minority area of New York City. Like it's uh it's on 168 Fort Wash, so it's like a lot of minority groups around, like you know Puerto Ricans, Black people. It's a lot of minorities who go to the armory. So like just hearing them tell me like we've never had a Black person doing this in from that angle then like black woman is even crazier so they're like you know people's been telling me like your impact's being felt like you know you're inspiring like I had one lady one girl come up to me she's my age like teach me like tell me like and I had athletes come to me during their meets like I'm done competing tomorrow can I hang out with you and like go around walk around with you and see what you do I'm like I don't care yeah come oh, on. Man. Like, I even gave her a little we did the whole intro together like I'm I'm all for it but no it's it's super important to um to just being this face in this in this area like I mean the only person I could think of is Sonia Richard Ross and then Miss um Sasha Spencer Atwood those are the only two mm-hmm. and they're older women you know me being this young woman I mean it's 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 definitely impactful and I'm blessed like I can't like God's giving me giving me this platform and I'm just trying to keep it as clear and as like under His wing as I can but no it's it's a truly blessing like. How do you keep from getting discouraged? Because you know, as great as it can be, it could tear you down um, just as much because sometimes you can look in these media zones. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you can look at these meets and you can look to see who has the microphone in their hand and it can get a little lonely um, and stuff. So how how do you stay up, stay encouraged and stay focused on the task and the goals at hand? You know, Don, I'm still trying to figure that out. It's so funny how you brought this up because last week was one of the discouraging, most discouraging weeks I've had in my whole career. I've only been doing this for like two years, but still, <laughs> in the whole time, the last week, it's just, so I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, I talked to my mom, like just keeping those, those, my support group around me, like, you know, venting in them, keep, because one thing that I'm working, working with is like, I like to keep a lot of stuff in, like, I don't really like to like express myself and tell people what's going on. So I've been learning that more and like understanding that like, 
at the end of the day, it's like a competition, even though I don't like to see it as that, like, but other people see it as a competition. So I have to just like, you know, be competitive and stand my ground. Um, but yeah, I just stand, I'm just, I'm learning, I'm learning how to, how to get through these discouraging moments. I mean, I'm just talking to my mom, you know, talking to my family, my nieces and my nephews. I just try to keep my family close to me so that, cause they don't, the reason why I do this. So that's the hard part. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you because I, I, here's, here's the thing. I can't look at what we do as a competition. I, I yeah. personally, I can't because I can't, I have trouble. There's so many content creators, African-American content creators who hopefully soon and very soon, you know, we can level up and really, because all of us have diverse ideas. All of us are doing something mm -hmm. different. It's not mm -hmm. about the guests who we have on the show. It's about what you're doing with what you have. You have mm -hmm. a real talk. We talk about Aaron and Josh with two black runners. Talk about Matthew Parker. Talking about Anderson Emerald. You're talking mm -hmm. uh, uh, Ray, you know, mm -hmm. of, of Ray's takes. Uh, mm -hmm. Colin uh, Waitsman of, of Track World News. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I can compete with you guys because... I'm not trying to beat you guys. <laughs> like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's just, that's the tough part. Cause, it, yeah. and that's what I hate. I've always hated this about journalism. Mm -hmm. I have a degree in journalism. I can tell you the main thing working for our publication. The first question they asked, did we get, did we get the scoop? Did we put this up before our competitor did? Mm -hmm. Because you lose the heart of what you're doing. Like mm -hmm. you're, you're trying to inform and stuff like that. So that's, that's that's a struggle for me too, man. I, yeah. I just I can't, it's not even about better because I don't I learn from you. I learn from all like everybody. That's why I actually enjoy listening and watching the content. Mm -hmm. I don't and I don't know how you break that chain. I really don't. Like that's that's the thing I just never understood. I can't compete. I can't look at it as a competition. To be honest, I feel like us, our generation is gonna break it. I feel like it's kind of the older generation who's kind of like trying to hold on and hold these positions and you know i don't want nobody coming in my this is my you know what i'm saying and it's yeah. I, I feel like it's because like even with me serenity um with uh american track league caitlin with Sidious mag jasmine um todd we have a whole group chat as black women talk about all type of journalist things like you know what i'm saying we keep in contact with each other with demetria carter with team usa like we all I make sure I reach out to all of them because I don't want it to be a competition between us because there's already a little bit of us. Like, come on now. We yeah. have to be together. We have to stay together. Yeah, and that's a you, you actually made a great point. It's in certain respects, it's so hard to get certain positions now because there's this feels like A, everybody feels like their position is tenured. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I I can't mm -hmm. I can't help you because I can't relinquish my position and mm -hmm. everything. So I got to manipulate everything to keep you down mm -hmm. um, and not help you level up that listen, that that's a word full. And that's, I mean, I'm glad. And I, you know, totally forgot about the ladies that you named because they're, they're killing it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, at worlds, you know, Caitlin and, you know, Jasmine, they took over, mm -hmm. they took off. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's, and then part of it is just like, ah, there's like, I ain't gonna lie to it. It's like, you go to Thanksgiving and you're like, I'm hungry. And you walk into your grandmama's house and you see all this food there, but you settle for a happy meal. I'm like, we want to grow this sport. It's right there. It's right here. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's right here. And it's being formatted as a competition instead of saying, hey, everybody, let's come together mm -hmm. and let's do this. Everybody mm -hmm. has their own branch. Everybody, let's do this. How can, and then I'll, we're going to get to some off-track stuff. How do we break that chain? How do we break that cycle to what you were saying? Like, what is it that our generation of creators can do? Maybe is it just continuing to show unity? Because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm proud to say I'm friends with, you know, the ones that I know, all you yeah. guys that I know. So yeah. is it just to continue to show unity in what we're doing or? Uh, from your perspective, what what do we do to continue to change this culture? Well, I feel like it starts with us. I feel like we're already on that track to where we are understanding that we're stronger together and us coming together will help the sport more than us trying to compete and bicker with each other. But I feel like um, it starts with us. It starts with our generation. And I feel like once we get to those levels, we have to be aware 
of what they were, what other people were doing. So that once we get there, we understand like, okay, I'm not going to knock this young kid who's coming up. Cause at the end of the day, we're all, we're all going to move on. Like, I'm not going to be in this position forever. Somebody else is going to come up and be the next, you know what I'm saying? Going to be a better T. And I'm cool with that. That's what I think we have to just be aware of when change is happening, not to red flag it or just ignore it or try to downgrade it or anything. Just like be accepting and be aware of what's happening. I think it's the best way we can do it. Just like just being aware of ourselves and knowing what we can do to help change that situation. What are three things that people do not know about the legend that is T. Williams? <laughs> uh, <laughs> three things off the track or three things. We already know you you balled out on the track, but and we'll get that in just a hop, skip, and a jump. So uh listen, if you competed at the division one level, then you balled out. Uh, okay, I'll so, take it. <laughs> so listen, that ain't that you know, ain't no scrub walking onto the track team, you know, actually scoring points in the heptathlon. So, uh, yeah, off the track, what, what are the three things people don't know about you? Okay, the one thing is I'm the youngest sibling out of four. Oh, you are the I, youngest, I'm the baby, I'm the baby. So they just be <laughs> oh, they killed, oh, they crucify you. <laughs> yes, um, the second thing. Uh, I like to journal. Okay. I journal. That's how I express. Journaling has helped me a lot with my mental health and just dealing with anxiety and stuff like that. I journal a lot. That's really helped me um, deal with this thing called life. Um, <laughs> three. That's so hard. Three. I'm God fearing. Like, Duh, I'm God fearing. I'm a woman of God. Like, I don't play by my relationship with God. So, I guess those are three things. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> trying to figure out where I want to pick up from. So, let's, let's, I don't want to say let's bypass all that because those are very important things. Mm -hmm. You've been all these places, and we'll mm -hmm. get to the faith that towards the end of the show, too. Okay. What's the best food that you've had in all these track meets that you've been? been to worldwide whose food slaps the best none <laughs> what these food food at me do not be slapping i ain't gonna lie okay i ain't gonna lie new york new york food is like the pizza the slice of the pizza yeah i can't get enough of them slices of the pizza and that chopped cheese i'm having a chopped mm -hmm. cheese at least twice a week yes yes i so i can say i can say that None of the places like okay, but no, no, there's I've never actually I take that back. I had me and Matthew had a um out of Eugene, they had like these uh sausage sandwich. So I'm sure you had this growing up. You know Uncle John's sausage. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, okay. So I, I'm from the <laughs> deep south there. <laughs> so it's these long, like I don't even know how to describe it. If you ate it, then you need to go take a cholesterol pill. It's that kind of good. Um, that's and you put it between a piece of white bread, uh, mm -hmm. maybe a little mustard, and it it just it's whole hog sausage. That's that's the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. They had that out there, and they named it after Ashton Eden. I don't know why, but that was good. It wasn't worth the ten dollars I paid for, but it was still good. <laughs> I was hungry. Listen, I I was I, I'm a little neutral about that food in in uh, the great state of Oregon. <laughs> really, just... see, it's not giving out there to me. By neutral, I mean I don't like it. Okay, okay, bet. Uh, I had a I, I had a I'm trying to figure out what meal that I had that was good. I can tell you the worst place that I've had food from. Where? Switzerland. When I went to the Diamond League final and um. Last year in September in Switzerland, I was messed up. I was very much sick. Um, like what, what, what do you in. what do you eat over there? You know what? See, <laughs> it don't matter what you eat. It all tastes different. It all nothing tastes like the U.S. Like nothing. they don't season it. They don't. It's just more. It's more clean. Like all their food is cleaner than ours. So like our body oh. has to like adjust. But, like, it's not, like, let me tell you how bad it was. Like, when I got there, I was sick, right? Kind of got used to it. When I left, I couldn't even eat I got When I left, I was like, my first meal going to be Wingstop. Couldn't even eat it. It was gross to me. That's how, like, different their food is. Like, that oh. transition was so tough. Okay, yeah. I, 
Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to. So next time I go to Hungary for for Budapest, I'm packing me a ramen noodles. I'm packing me some ramen noodles. They they don't have like a KFC or. McDonald's? I didn't get to try. To, I didn't get to try to make. They did have a McDonald's, but I didn't get a chance to try it. See, I'd be scared to try McDonald's over there. You feel me? Don't mess up my experience. Yeah, but maybe the ice cream machine works over there. I'm sure so, it does. Because uh, I went to McDonald's a couple weeks ago. I ain't been to McDonald's about. I said ten years, but I actually I had a, a craving, so I had to go get me a, a cheese a dog menu. Uh, and then the girl tried to tried to scam me. I was like, "Where? Like, I didn't see the dog menu on like on the board. We ain't got no dog menu." I was like, "What are you talking about?" I'm so yeah. So I just I just have to say that I remember what you did. Y'all had a dog <laughs> menu, and you waited till I paid uh, before two and two equated to four. T, that was the worst thing I've ever had. Like McDonald's, it was it's different than when we were growing up. For sure. I had a Big Mac. I feel so bad because I'm about to tell you what I did have. I had a Big Mac. Mm-hmm. I had some nuggets. I had some fries and apple pie. That's not bad. That's not bad. The nuggets taste the same, but I already know they're not real. It's not real chicken. I don't really care. Don't tell me what what kind of meat it is. It it tastes. I'm gonna good. eat it anyway. I'm gonna eat it anyway. I'm gonna eat it anyway. I don't I don't care what kind of it's it's still good. The fries still taste the same. Tea. When I tell you, I don't know that one beef. I feel like I ate a rooster or a hen, and just in the shape of a patty. <laughs> that was the worst doggone food. So I don't, I don't know. That actually surprised me. I'm like, you've been all these places outside of New York. I'm like, some something had to stick. Ain't stick yet. Ain't stick yet. I ain't gonna lie. But a, a lot of a lot of the meats I go to, like food is like usually provided for me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't really venture out much. And if I do, it's go- I'm going to always go with something I know, like Chipotle. Or like I'm going to always stick to my roots because I just don't got time to be risking it all out there no. in these new no. spots. Like, no. no. Let me ask you this. When you, you talk about getting away from the track and stuff, what do you do to mentally decompress from the heaviness of what you do on a day-in and day-out basis? Um, I like to watch TV. Okay. I'm on YouTube a lot. I like to watch YouTube. I like to go for massages. I like to shop. Um, I like to just lay. I just like to take, I take a lot of social. See, the, the main thing is taking social breaks because I'm so yes. social. And like, we're interviewing five, four days in a row, three days in a row. After that, I don't want to talk to nobody. So like, <laughs> as long as I'm just like not talking to people and like in my element, in my bed, in my own space, I'm going, I'm going to do whatever. Yoga. I like to do yoga. Really? Yeah, I'm real chill. Like, wow, I did not <laughs> I, that not talking to people that hits deeply because yes, like there'll be days where I do maybe one to three interviews in a row, and people are like, you know, if it's an emergency or you, you we have to talk. Okay, that that's one thing. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, family other, is exception. Yeah, family, close friends, you know, yeah. we all there. Yeah. But other than that. If the, if you can wait another business day or two, like <laughs> not the way. <laughs> like like let's 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 you know let's do some like just wait just wait twenty four to forty eight hours. Then yeah. I got you because sometimes you feel like burnt out and you can't be fully present, like for those people. Literally, we I feel like we all have a social media, right? We all have this like fully charged social bar, but like as we continue to go on about the day. You get less and less. And when I'm on E, I'm a B word. I'm not going to lie. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not as friendly as I come off as when my social media is on E. So, yeah, I always be reminding myself of like, because when I'm tired, I feel like that's my weakest. When I'm tired, I'm at my weakest moment, like oh, weakest yeah. points. Like I, my thoughts are all scrambly. My speech is all scrambly. And I'm just like, so I have to make sure I get rest and like take social breaks from just talking to people like that too. Nice. That that that's true. So, T, you were a baller on the track, but let me ask you this: I, I probably did ask you this when we back in Oregon. Mm-hmm. All the schools, all the HBCUs, you had to go to. Why did you go to Bethune Cookman? 
I just have to. Now, you know, I rep FAMU. The rap was all day. Family went there and all that stuff. Of all the schools you have to go to, they don't even have a football stadium on the campus. I don't want to roast them too much because, you know, Daytona's different. No, so I'm like, where are y'all practicing? Like, y'all and everything. Like I say, of all you could have came down to a you could have gotten UCF. UCF, we have some ballers. Um, Florida AM, Florida Memorial in Miami. You could have been mm-hmm. mixed in Miami. Like, but why Bethune Cookman? Why did you want to be a Wildcat? I'm not gonna so after so I went there in my sophomore year. So I went junior college first, and I was at a such a like defeated place after my first year of college. I did not like junior college experience at all. I was a, I was eligible out of high school, but I wanted to go big D1. So I was like, let me go JUCO first. And like I lost the, the passion for it. Like I didn't, I was a, they turned me to a 400 run. I was going four hundreds and four by fours at me. I was just not feeling it. Like, so um going on, like as we were in the spring semester, I was sharing, like I'm I knew I didn't want to come back. And my roommate uh, Celeste ended up signing to Bethune at the time. And uh, she was like, hey, I can reach out to the coach, see if he got a little money for you. You could come out here. I'm like, well, let's see what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? And he ended up having some money for me. That's kind of how I got there. Where I never heard of it, never planned on going there. It was never in my, but I'm grateful for the, grateful for the experience. Because like, when I went to Bethune, that's what turned me into a multi. Like that coach mm-hmm. allowed me to step out of my comfort zone, stop being a sprinter and like get into the multi events. And I ended up come, becoming really good and, you know, being able to venture out to another school. But that's how I ended up there. Just following a friend a friend put me on told me about the school get a little money for me i was right on out there <laughs> so let me clarify my statements but by those who are listening who happen to have gone to bethune or proudly associate themselves with bethune it's it's all like it's all love it's all love i know, I got, I know y'all know. not in i know y'all not in the news for good reason but this is not one of them we um, in a rough patch we in a rough patch we in a rough yeah, patch you, you, yeah, you're in, you're in a rough patch. Um, so I, 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 like I said, it's all love, but you know, we, we still rep the Rattlers. We uh whooped that tail in the Florida Classic this we year. Right we should right uh, yeah, let me hop off that, but let me <laughs> ask you this. don't get me started because you know, eight, eight years in a row, who took that dub? That's all right. We, we, the Bible say forgetting what is behind and we strain towards what is ahead. So we ain't, we ain't stunned that. No, don't need the world cats. We'll say the wild cats will, oh, say I ain't got that evil presence all up in my computer screen. So we, 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 we're not going to do that. But let me ask you this How important is HBUs, not even just in general, HBUs, historically black colleges and universities, but to the track and field scene? Like, for me, it's refreshing to watch NCAAs and see North Carolina A&T um, on the track. They needed one more 400 runner this year to really, really do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and then they have nationals there. You know, that's where they're held. And so you're showcasing so much. How important is it to have that representation in the track and field world? Super important, super important. Like, so this is a few weeks ago, we had an HBCU classic uh, at the mm-hmm. Armory. Dom, when I tell you that was the best track meet I've been, like they had the drum line out there. They mm-hmm. had like, they had like a woman who sung the national anthem. Then after that, she sung the national black anthem. They had um, Kappas out there strolling during the, uh, after the opening ceremony. Like it was so culturized, like, it was like that's why that's why it's so important because HBCU set the standard. Like that's where it begins. Like the culture there is like fire. It's, like it's imagine you running, you throwing, and you hit a drum line. Like hype. Like you know, what I'm saying drumming in the back. Like it's unmatched. The energy at HBCUs is unmatched. That's I why it's so important. Always, oh, I would have loved to have been there. Which drum line from what university came? So, so they just had, so they had like this group uh, come of like alums. Like, I guess they had okay. like a, yeah, they had like an alumni group. I can't really think of the name right now, but it was based out of New York City, but they were like, they was like, you know what I'm saying? They was doing a thing. Listen. Like, ne- no, next year you're going to come. Like, it was, it was like 20 plus schools this past year. So uh-huh. it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So next year you're going to have to pull up because it was lit. I have to come. I would have That's loved. Oh man, you seeing America uh was Star Spangled Spangle Banner, the switch over to lift every voice and sing to uh 
Oh man, I, I, I Nike just... and Nike looked out. It was free merch, free because you know they have a, a group called the Yard Runners. That's kind of yeah. like yeah. So they it was out there, and then they had like so like it was like FAMU. Um, Norfolk State, for example, had you know it was different teams. They would have they would have a section at the meet where like if your team gear was up, like they had like bad gear, um, like sweats, Nike, because you know, Nike brought all the stuff, all the customized stuff, and it was like you can in, each athlete could pick two items off the table from your school once your school table, and I mean like Nike exclusive HBCU gear, like they look they that meet was just. See, that should have been televised. Yes, for sure. That, sh- that should have been televised. Like, for sure. Oh, like so many opportunities because there's so many. You look at who look at track and field in general, mm-hmm. and it is not even it's not even even you know as far as color is concerned now. But look how much impact that could have in recruiting. Mm-hmm. Like, because mm-hmm. here's part of the problem. Like, everybody's swinging for the D ones, the D ones, and even some of the D twos. But what about what about? I I do a show on Tuesday nights. Obviously, didn't do mm-hmm. it tonight with a guy named Kyle Hayes from Coach Hayes Football. He played for Hampton. He played football for Hampton. Okay, and he was saying, you know, always he t- told his former players that he coached. If you have an opportunity to go at least to visit one of these schools, just check it out. But just for example, just take a smaller school mm-hmm. um, and put it in Lubbock. That's not Texas Tech. But you have an opportunity to go to uh, Hampton or mm-hmm. a, a Howard in Washington, D.C., um, North Carolina A&T, Florida A&M, where you have a big alumni base. You have people who look out for you. You have, you know, a deeper understanding and a deeper education about history, culture. And then, you know, you have so many resources from the past with alumni, you know, who come back and, you know, they feed into you. Morehouse uh, in Atlanta, um, Mm -hmm. you know, different schools. So it's just like, that is a great opportunity to showcase what it's all about. So like somebody like me or somebody who's watching like, okay, yo, I can, I wouldn't be a part of this. I want to, cause this happens every day, like on, on campus. Mm-hmm. Like we had at UCF, we had the black student union. And I just have to say, I didn't think they could play drums like that, but you know, it was still amp. Like we, you know, everybody was around everybody. It was like going to a family reunion. Mm-hmm. and stuff without the spades so mm-hmm. you know i i'm i'm sad i missed that i just wish it was on tv or some way nobody had it on the live stream uh they had it they had it live i think it was live streamed uh through running space but i do want to share with you though um just because i I kind of have both of those experience of a pwi and the hbcu experience i want to say the biggest difference between the two is the feeling of a family like my team at, at my uh, Bethune Cookman, we would did everything together. We would go out to parties together. We would do this together. We would go to the beach together. We'll do like a whole bunch of team outings. Like I want to say, it was more family oriented being on the team rather than at Texas Tech. Like Texas Tech, it was a family oriented within our jumpers group. But like as far as a right. team, it was it was way different than you know what I'm saying the team the family atmosphere I, I had at um, Bethune Cookman. So I want to say like that was the major difference between a PWI and an HBCU. Like what you could get at HBCU is like, yo, you're going to feel comfortable with your people. You're going to have a, like, you know what I'm saying? It's more family oriented, like rather than a PWI. Yeah. And so, and Texas Tech, listen, I saw their facilities. If if Texas Tech offered me, I would go. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. Because <laughs> they ain't nothing to do in Lubbock. As long as somebody, you know, could port me where I could get me a good two piece and some wings and everything. Listen, mm-hmm. That's a big old track and field facility. So you yeah. you had everything that you needed. And obviously, you know, from a financial standpoint, they're they're pulling in more money. Um, but I do love that perspective because and I just think because of it's a cultural difference. Um mm-hmm. because of how it's it's more centered. Tell mm-hmm. me, and then we're gonna do these two quick quick questions and then get to rapid fire. Okay. How has your faith impacted you on this journey? Tremendously. Uh, 2021, January. Um, so 2020, going to 2020, I had caught COVID really bad in December. So before I was doing Real Talk full time, I was a bottle girl. And um, I had got COVID really, really bad. I can't, I begin my years confused sometimes. I don't know if it's 2020, 2021, but 2021 was definitely the year last year where I stepped out on faith. Like I was like, okay, January, 
I didn't want to go back to that job. I was like, I'm just going to put my all into real talk, see how it goes. I don't have no job. My mom was like, girl, you need to, you have bills. You have this, you have that. I'm just like, no mom, I'm taking a step on off. Like I'm, I'm, I like, it's going to come. It's going to come. It's going to come. And it came. I survived. You know what I'm saying? I was able to finance, be financially stable throughout the whole year with just stepping out on faith. And I want to say like, I'm very, I'm a goal setter. As far as like, I want to be at Worlds. I want to be at this. But like one thing I didn't have on my goals and I feel like came straight from God was the Diamond League final in Switzerland. That wasn't, I, I wasn't planning on, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would I plan? And it like just landed in my lap. So that's what, so this year I told myself like, I'm, I'm not going to plan nothing. Like, yeah, I want to be at Worlds. I'm going to speak into existence. I want to be at Budapest, but I want what God has for me because what he got for me is crazier than I'm thinking of. I'm thinking I'm going crazy. Nah, he's crazy. <laughs> like what he oh. had for me is crazy. So like faith is the reason why I'm where I'm at today, to be honest. You know the crazy thing? You said last year was 20, 2021. This is how fast time has moved. It was 2022 <laughs> last year. You already, you but you accomplished a lot in 2021. Think about like okay, so two thousand years, my years, me. Like two thousand twenty-two, it was like when you snap, snap. But so then that's 2000... yeah, so twenty twenty-two is when I stepped out on faith. So it was January of twenty twenty-two when I stepped out on faith. So last two... year, Wait, January. Okay. Now I'm confused. Right. So two thousand twenty-one. No, two thousand twenty-one. I was so... a. So two thousand twenty-one, I moved to Atlanta. That's and, right. Um, yeah, I moved to Atlanta. Uh, in July, and then I was a bottle girl out there until December. Gotcha. I had got caught COVID really, really bad. And in January, come 2022, I was like, I'm stepping out. I'm going to just put my all into real talk and see how it, it, it goes. Yeah, my bad. I see I'll I be having my years, all these years, it's not like the same at this point. So did you quit your job when we met at Magic Boost by then or after? No, so that was after. Gotcha. Wait, wait. We went to Magic Boot 2021? Yeah. Yeah, that was it was after. It was after. Yeah, I'm looking through my pictures just to make sure I got it right. Yeah, it was uh, after because um I had came, I was like, I took a leave of absence for that job to go to Magic Boot. Gotcha. So it was after that. It was after that. Yeah. I feel like all of us quit our jobs. <laughs> after that. <laughs> <laughs> had to make it happen hey but sometimes that's what you got to do that's what you have to do mm -hmm. last question before we jump into rapid fire what would it's a two-part question what are you okay. the most proud of of yourself and what do you hope to show young girls and just people in general red yellow black and white who can look to you who look to you and say you know what i can do that i can be just like her what am I most proud of? Um, they're they're both kind of like the same answer, but yeah, I've created my own lane. Like what I'm doing is not a job that's on paper. There's no job description. Like I kind of created my own avenue into the space, and that's what I'm most proud of. I'm proud that I'm being consistent. I'm proud that I'm working. I'm not getting like big headed or anything. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud that I'm staying grounded through this whole process and staying true to who I am. Uh, what I want young girls to look up to know is that you can do it like i did it like wait like my story is crazy like growing up story is wild so like i just want them to know like no matter your circumstances no matter what you're going through like you can accomplish whatever you put your mind to literally work toward it and it's gonna happen whether you gotta create your own lane or hop on another lane that's already been paved either way it goes you're gonna be able to do it as long as you, got, you just gotta stay consistent and really want it T, you have survived the interrogation process. Now we are moving to something even tougher. This segment is called Down the Home Stretch. I am going to ask you a few rapid-fire questions. I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. If I ask you to elaborate on an answer, it does not kind of get the time. If you do not answer these questions as fast as you can, please believe me, I don't care. It's all good. <laughs> okay. all, all thriller, no filler. You know how we do. That's how we roll on this show. You are competing to be on the proverbial metal stand that I do not keep count of anymore. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. If there was a food that you could live with and a food that you would live without for the rest of your life, what would they be? The food I would live with would be crab legs. The food that I would not want to live with would be chitlins. I hate those. I don't understand. Chitlins and pigs. I don't get why people like Pig that. all together. Just put the pig. I can do swine, like bacon and 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 pulled pork, but 
like the deep 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 pig stuff no like i understand the history behind it but let's let's put that in the trash where it belongs yeah um, for sure for sure <laughs> uh, all right if there was an actress to portray your character in a movie about your life who would you want to uh, who would you want to play your character um, I'm, people have been telling me lately I look like Tiffany Haddish. I don't see it, but I guess I'll pick her. Somebody told me that the other day. Some I interviewed the actor. Yeah, you do. He came back and was like, "I know who you look like, Tiffany Haddish." I said, "I, I mean, she ain't ugly, so I'll take you." Okay, yeah, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, I can see Angela Bassett playing that role. I love me some Angela too. I love me some Angela. Yeah. So yeah, I'll take either or. Angel Bassett. If there was a comedian that's living or not with us that you wish you could have grown up or went to their show to see, who would it be? Bernie Mac. Yeah, that's the right answer. Who you with? Bernie Mac. I, man, I still, the Bernie Mac show is hilarious. America. America. I'm going to kill them kids. <laughs> Jordan. Uh, that, so pretty much, like I said, I had to start the show with the late, great Bernie Mac. What's up, you squares? Uh, listen, if you are very sensitive to words that are not edifying and lifting up the name of Jesus, then do not watch Brother Bernie, uh, Uncle Bernie. <laughs> it's a little strong, uh, but like he says, he tells it like a T.I. is. Yes. All right. Dream vacation spot to go to. Turks and Caicos, Dubai. Oh, I got a list. Oh gosh, you got, you got a list. whole bucket list. I, I'm, one thing I'm gonna do is go on vacation. I'm going on vacation after this. Like I'm okay. going on vacation. <laughs> yeah, you got to enjoy yourself. Michael mm. Jackson or Prince? Michael Jackson. Mmm. Sorry. I had this debate with Marvin Bracy too. <laughs> mm. I'm going with Michael. Michael. I'm going with Michael, man. Why? He's the, he's, he's, I just feel like he's the icon of my, like, of my, I mean, that's who I know the most. I don't, I don't know Prince. I mean, I know Prince, of course. I know Purple Rain, but like Michael Jackson, I could give you Michael Jackson kids songs, Michael Jackson teenage songs, and Michael Jackson grown up songs. Like, what's the I, best, what's the best one? What's the best one? What's the um, one that you bump? I don't be bumping Michael Jackson. <laughs> I don't either. The one that I like have listened to more than any song over the past year and some change has been Lady in My Life. They're gonna play that at, yeah, they're gonna play that at my wedding. Okay, okay. Yeah. So. I like, um, what's that one where he's like a prince in the song? Thriller? No, he's like a prince. He's like, it's like an Egypt, like an Egypt theme. Oh. Right? What is the name? I'm gonna I'm I'm find it. Mm, okay. Best R&B singer that's not Michael Jackson of all time. Most actually, no, 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 no. Most underappreciated R&B singer. Bryson Tiller. Okay. Uh, I have to granted, go. granted, he he had he had been a little dry, but Exchange that whole I can list. I know that whole album front to back, and I just feel like they people. I feel like we have a short attention span when it comes to music, humans, and they just let that just like that wasn't nothing when that was a, that whole album was a hit. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, you see, I like the old school. I like Boys to Men. And I'm a big fan of Luther. Uh, okay. I like, I, like, I, like, I like me some Boys to Men. I like me some, um, what are they? Um, why can I not think of people? See, you're killing me with this music. What are they? Um, new Edition? I love New Edition. Yes, with Bobby Brown. Uh, then you got like Genuine, and you have Maxwell, and um, you got Joe. Uh, I was oddly listening to B2K the other day. It pulled, came up on the, uh, it came up on like my music thing. Uh, but the most underappreciated to me is Uncle Charlie. Charlie Wilson. Yes. He's appreciated. Not to the point where he should be. Not enough people know about Uncle Charlie. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I, yes. I get it. Yes, okay. That, I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's just say if somebody were to narrate a day in the life of T. Williams, who would you choose? To narrate? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it's going to have to be somebody with a sense of humor because let me tell you how my life be having stuff that happens in a movie going on. Like, so oh. whoever it is, they're going to have to have a sense of humor. And they're gonna be like, and now she's crying again. <laughs> I feel like 
Cedric the Entertainer or somebody Cedric. like that. It has to be a girl because I'm a, I'm a woman. Uh, Michelle Obama. Michelle. Beyonce. You see, when you were saying to the first answer, like, who would you go with to the award ceremony? I feel like that's who you need to go with. Because they don't... Because here's the thing. Everybody wants to be around them. They're not trying to go out of their way to be... They come to them. Everybody goes to them. Yeah. I'm I feel saying. it, but I just feel like they, they would be too... They wouldn't let me in for real. Like, I feel like you got to know them to get the... Like, I feel like I'll just be like... I wouldn't get the full experience. Like, I feel like it'll be a lot of stuff that I wouldn't understand because like they wouldn't let me they wouldn't bring it you know what i'm saying i, I thought it's a lot of that's fair because <laughs> they, they're so big they're so big that it's like so closed off that's fair sometimes you got to be that way so i get it i get it yeah. all right a couple more questions dream okay. if there was a dream talk show or any show that you could be a guest on what would it be yeah talk show tv show snl would you host it um I think I want to be a guest. I like I like the skits. I want to do a skits and stuff. Like I want to be with the action, with the fun stuff. Best SNL character. Uh, There's one right answer. I probably don't got the right answer, but I like Kiki. I like I like how Kiki Palmer did it when she announced her pregnancy. I yeah, love that. I love me some Kiki. Kiki would narrate my um. Kiki can narrate a day in life with me. It's so weird. Like I remember watching her like the Disney Channel movie about the jump rope with Corbin, that dude. Yeah, <laughs> now she's like, now she's like on SNL. Kanan Thompson was the right answer, by the way. Kanan Thompson. Mm -hmm. I, okay, I guess not. Uh, that's okay. That's all good. All through it, don't feel it. That's how we do. No discrimination on this show. Best dessert known to man. Ice cream. What kind of ice cream? Strawberry. Ice cream, chocolate chip ice cream, vanilla ice cream. Like I'm an ice cream type of girl. Yo, you don't discriminate. I I do. I don't do chocolate. Chocolate's for the serial killers. Serial killers like chocolate ice cream. Oh, that's new. Okay. Uh, learn something new every day. All right. Let's do two more questions. So, okay. <laughs> that, that actually kind of spun me because I got a lot of people that come on here and say they love chocolate ice cream. Oh, Look man. out for them. Look out for them, dog. Man, okay. A lot of distance runners, but, you know, okay. All good. All good. All right. What is the best dollar store snack? Dollar store snack? Them beef patties. <laughs> What what dollar store did you go to? You know, Family Dollar. They be having them beef, the Jamaican patties in the freezers. Oh, in the freezers. Patties. Yeah, they be having them patties. That's a, that's a snack. Oh, you know, I was thinking cosmic brownies or honey buns, oatmeal cream pies, lollipops. But that's yeah, fine I too. Be, I be staying. I be. I don't be. I like gushers. I, don't, I try to stay with sweets. I try. To, okay. I, don't, I try to. I try to not to dig in them too much. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. Um, last, I said last two questions, but that that question actually threw me off. If there was okay. a theme song to describe your life, what would it be? Theme song to describe my life? Um, that's a good question. There's so many songs. From the, okay, so it can either be from the 90s or from the mid-2000s or actually that, that even makes it more complicated. Over the last 10 years, over the last decade. Over the last decade, um, that describes my life? That describes your life. I don't know. Let me, let me do the next one and I'm gonna come back to that one. So I'm gonna scratch that question. What's okay. the best era of television? The best era of television? 2000s. What show? Like Nickelodeon and Disney Channel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that that was the best era. With shows from there? Oh, yeah. Like, are you more of Nickelodeon or Disney? I was a Disney girl. Okay, that's fair. So. I was a Disney girl. I love me some Sweet Life on Deck. Uh, oh, that's 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 late. See, I'm 28, so you in the mid 2000s. I'm thinking Proud Family, um, and <laughs> that's so Raven and Sister Sister. But okay, that's all, all right. Raven. I like that's all good. All right, last question. Last question. 
Okay. Why does kindness matter to you? Kindness matters because you never know what the next person is going through. See, this thing called life ain't no cheat codes, ain't no instructions. Like, the, I just, you just never really know what another person is going through. So, like, kindness is important because that's how you want to be treated. Yeah. T, you have survived down the home stretch. I am pumped because you answered those questions. And I was only stumped one time. That's on the Chocolate Chip Serial Killer uh, <laughs> series. Um, where can the good people find you? Y'all can find me on my website that just came out this year, www.realtalkwitht.com. You can find me on Instagram, underscore real talk with two L's and talk. Find me on Twitter. I don't really, I'm not really that active on Twitter, but T the Great. Um, Instagram, no, YouTube, Real Talk. It ain't really popping right now, but let me tell you, in this, when the season start, all, every interview will be on YouTube. That's my goal this year is to be in the interviews and to have them all posted on YouTube. So that's where you guys can find me. The website got all the links. Tap in. And you are on Apple, Spotify, all that stuff too. Apple, Spotify, yes, podcast, Real Talk. I think it's Real Talk, Track and Field on a podcast. But yeah, I'm a little active on there too. Perfect. T, I appreciate you coming on uh, the second edition of the Black History Month special. Hope everybody listening enjoyed it. Got to give a shout out to uh, those who we partner with at Track Barn. Please go ahead and look them up. You get 10% off your order if you type in Lactic Acid 10, all caps, no spaces. Do not spell out the number 10. So please be sure to do that. Until next time. Oh, catch T at the Millwall Games. Milrose Games interviewing your favorite athletes and check out that press conference more importantly. Until next time, peace. Thank you.